Life doesn't happen bi-weekly, so why should payday? The money you earn can be in your hands today with Earn In. Earn In is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work, up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. Just download the Earn In app and verify your paycheck. Then access up to $100 a day as you work and leave an optional tip. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. I'm headed on a trip to Aruba, so I had to go on a huge shopping spree for all new summer clothes, so I know that's exactly how I would use the money I got from Earn In. So make Earn In a part of your financial routine and join Earn In's over three and a half million customers who say things like, when I think about Earn In, I think about financial stability, security, it gives me a lot of peace of mind. Download Earn In today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earn In app, type in For The Girls under podcast when you sign up. It'll really help the show. For The Girls under podcast. Earn In is a financial technology company, not a bank. Subject to your available earnings, daily max, pay period max, and location. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. A few years ago, I got the idea that I wanted my own brand for women to sell women's clothing and lingerie, but I had no idea where to get started. But then I found Shopify. (coughs) Shopify is your no excuses business partner. Sell without needing to code or design. Just bring your best ideas and Shopify will help you open up shop. One of the biggest obstacles for a first-time shop owner like me is having no e-commerce experience, but Shopify simplified everything so much that the site has become the least of my worries. From the graphic design aspect to making customer service super easy on my end, there's nothing you can't do. They give you everything you need to take control of your business, even as a beginner. Sign up now for a $1 per month trial at shopify.com slash for the girls, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash for the girls now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash for the girls. Settling is not an option for Everything me. I desire is already mine. What if you can have it all? <laughs> because every day is for the girls. Hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of For the Girls. I'm your host, Victoria Alario. And today we are talking about the art of detachment and letting go. This is a really, really big one because I think a lot of people, now I'm not someone who like talks specifically about the attachment styles because I've actually never really looked into it. I do want to have a guest on at some point to break them down but in any case a lot of people really struggle with attachment just in general they tend to have attachments to people and places and relationships and things and letting go is really 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 hard people more often than not think from a scarcity mindset and You girls listening know how often I talk about the importance of abundance and having an abundant mindset because you're more focused on what you do have rather than what you don't have and you're more focused on what there is to gain rather than what you have lost. 
And I think when it comes to that feeling of losing something or giving something up or letting go, detaching from it, the most abundant way to think about it is to say what you lose when you gain self-love is actually just the universe decluttering for you and making space for what better suits you. And ultimately, I think people know when something or someone is not suiting them, but they hold on to it because it's better than having nothing. Or what if the next guy is worse? I mean, I've actually had clients and friends both have the mindset and say things like, if I'm going to have to deal with bullshit, then I'd rather just get back with my ex. Like, why deal with the next guy who's an asshole when I could just be with my ex then? And it's like, well, why do you have to be with either? Why do you have to be with an asshole? Why do you just excuse your ex's behavior because somebody else wasn't for you? Why not be single? Why not wait a little longer? Why not go out and date more people? Why not do all of these things to find someone better or something better, a better situation than just settle for anything you can get? And that may be calling some of you out. Some of you may actually relate to that. You know, like you go through a breakup with your ex because he was shitty, things were shitty, you were both miserable, you were fighting, blah, blah, blah. Then you start dating somebody else and he's got issues too. And he's got his own problems. He's insecure. He fights with you over nonsense and blah, blah, blah. And then you're like, fuck it. If I'm going to deal with this, I might as well deal with it for my ex. I already have the history and the comfortability there. Why even bother getting into this relationship? This is a waste of time. And if that's something that you have felt at a point, then just know that you haven't even scratched the surface on finding something that better suits you because you haven't made the space for it. You have to allow yourself to physically and mentally detach from it first. You have to be able to let go of it first. Another one of my favorite sayings is just because things could have been different doesn't mean things would have been better. It is so important to prioritize your peace than to try to understand why things aren't working out. It's so much more important to prioritize healing and self-love and passion projects and hobbies and all different things that just ultimately make you feel good and make you feel better than it is to hold on to the idea of something just because you're not 100% sure of how or why or when or whatever. Like there's still some blanks that could be filled in. There's still some questions that haven't been answered. So you're racking your brain trying to figure out why, 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 why didn't things work out and why didn't I do things differently? But again, your peace is much more important than being able to answer that question. So yes, it is important to have that mindset of being able to let go of these things. But what's even more important than letting go of that is being able to let go of your old self, the past version of you. And that past version of you or that old self could be the version of you listening right now and think 
from the place of future you, the you that you want to be, the you that you want to step into. So think about that version of you that was at such a low point or that really struggled mentally or that couldn't get out of a toxic relationship or a shitty situation or the version of you that blames yourself for the breakup, that blames yourself for why things didn't work out. Let go of her completely while making peace with her. You can still fully love that version of you and accept that version of you and give grace to that version of you and have patience for her as well. Two things can be true. You can be on your evolving journey. You can completely evolve. You could never want to go back to your old ways. You could want so badly to step into your 2.0 self and never look back. And at the same time, you can also be undeniably grateful for her because that version of you is the one that learned all the lessons while overcoming these certain experiences. This new version of you is the byproduct of the old version of you that had to go through it. So maybe things wouldn't hurt you anymore the way they used to. But that's because the first version of you already went through it. So now your 2.0 self can't really be hurt by it or phased by it. Because it's like a been there, done that. Another client conversation that comes to mind is one that I had this week with someone who we talk a lot about her relationship and a lot of the things that he refused to do for her. He refused to meet her needs. He refused to give her what she wanted. He refused to love her in her love languages. They just he, he just could not emotionally connect to her. He refused to emotionally connect to her. He just did not want to give her what her heart needed. And so that was really painful for her. She was in the relationship but felt so alone and yet really struggled to or still struggles to get out of it and to let it go because a lot of the feelings around it has to do with her having like a blame on herself and she has this mindset of like maybe I do nag too much or maybe I am expecting too much or maybe I am asking for too much and it starts to turn into her almost like gaslighting herself which tends to happen when we are so attached to a situation if we cannot detach from it we start finding ways to blame ourselves and find all the things that we did wrong and all the reasons why maybe they're right. Unfortunately, when you are attached to someone, you have really romanticized thoughts. Your thoughts are really cluttered with a lot of gray areas and you really can't see things in black and white. And that's why you're struggling to let go because of how romanticized your thoughts are and how much gaslighting you do to yourself that you make yourself feel like you're so in the wrong. Now let's not get that confused with holding yourself accountable because of course we're not perfect and of course I think you should hold yourself accountable for your wrongdoings. 
But I also think if a relationship is causing you so much pain and you're actively crying or you're actively hurt and struggling and you know this to be true, you know how hard this is for you, you know how much pain you're in, you need to trust that it's not you. You need to trust that you are not just choosing to bring this pain upon yourself. There is something there. There is something that's actively hurting you. You just have to be able to identify what it is. And now if you are, if you have identified it, and if you've communicated it with this person, then things should be progressing from here if this is a healthy dynamic. If the relationship is in good standing and is healthy and can handle confrontation, then there should be absolutely no reason why things would not progress and move forward after communicating your pain and your feelings and the things that you need and so on and so forth. So if they're not, that right there is a telltale sign that you need to detach. You need to let it go. And what I told this client was that you're going to be in pain at that point either way. So why not choose the pain that's going to put you in a better position? you know, five months from now, a year from now, two years from now. And to explain what that means is when you get out of this relationship, if you break up, if you detach from it, and if you let it go, in the short term, as in right now, you're going to be in pain. You're going to miss him. You're going to miss the relationship. You're going to miss that comfort. You're going to miss the time that you spend together when things are good. You're going to miss just calling them or hearing from them. You're going to miss all of these things. But if you stay in the relationship, if you just stay attached, if you refuse to let it go, you just stick around and just keep waiting, you're also going to be in pain. But it's going to be a different pain. It's going to be the type of pain where... You're in a relationship, but still lonely. And you question how that's even possible. People think being single and alone must be the loneliest thing in the world. And that's not true. Being in a relationship and not being alone while being lonely is the worst feeling in the world. So would you rather go through the pain of being single and alone Or the pain of being in a relationship and alone. Because that is unbearable. You're going to be in pain while having him present. Because what? You are communicating your needs but he's still refusing to meet them. You are asking for things to be better. And he's just not compromising and meeting you in the middle. And he's just not working with you. You're asking for things to be made easier and he's making them more difficult. You are communicating with him and telling him what the issues and problems are and he's not providing solutions for them. That type of pain is going to set you back years compared to the pain of having to 
get over this right now and staying single right now. And when you are in that pain of like staying in a relationship for too long or whatnot, overstaying friendships or whatever it might be, you're going to have so much fear around it. So many worries around it. You're going to constantly be overthinking. And letting go removes all of that. You're going to release that doubt. You're going to have so much clarity that you're going to feel so safe and secure making your decisions. Why would you have any fears? If you've already accomplished getting out of it, then there's no fear around losing it because it's already gone. It's already something that you don't need to deal with. So you're not going to have those fears and worries, that anxiousness that's going to constantly come up about worrying about like saying or doing the wrong thing or skating on thin ice. You're not going to have those fears because the dynamic is done. You don't have to deal with it anymore. You're no longer going to be overthinking every little thing because again, it's gone. You've let it go. You've released it. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around the weight of different stressors in life, and no matter how big or small, when we keep them bottled up, it could start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's not just for those who've experienced major trauma. Therapy can even be there to just empower you to be the best version of yourself or to also help you practice setting and enforcing boundaries too. So if you've been thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can even switch therapists if need be at any time for no additional charge. Therapy has never been made so easy before. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash for the girls today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash for the girls we're all girls here so i think it's safe to say we all agree that we mostly look forward to going home every day simply so we could take our bras off we wear bras because we have to not because we want to but today's sponsor honey love just might be the thing that changes that for you say goodbye to underwire and bulky fabrics that make you sweat honey love has started a revolution of bras you actually want to wear Their bras feature supportive bonding that eliminates the need for underwire altogether without sacrificing lift. Plus, they're made with fabric that's so soft, it'll feel like a second skin and you'll forget you're even wearing it. For a limited time, only you can get Honey Love on sale. Get 20% off your entire order with our exclusive link, honeylove.com slash for the girls. Support my show and check them out at honeylove.com forward slash for the girls. I personally started wearing Honey Love over the summer and was in shock of how comfortable I felt in their bra and shapewear. I'm a huge shapewear girly, especially for special occasions like a wedding to wear under a dress. And sometimes they're just so uncomfortable, too tight. They roll down, they roll up and end up becoming more of a burden than anything else. But I felt so confident wearing Honey Love. It was a totally new experience for me. And now I swear by them. So treat yourself to the best bras on the market and save 20% off at honeylove.com slash for the girls. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off. That's honeylove.com slash for the girls. 
After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support my show and tell them I sent you. Treat yourself to honey love because you deserve it. And all of that worrying and anxiousness and like I said, that skating on the nice, like feeling like you're on edge with somebody, that right there should be the telltale sign that it is time to detach. It is time to let go. And there's so many different ways to know and signs to see. But I think ultimately those gut feelings can tell you at the forefront. If you feel like you're constantly battling or you're constantly struggling and you know, you, you feel like you can never say or do the right thing around someone or you just feel like you're not progressing, like you keep having these conversations but nothing is growing, nothing is progressing, nothing is getting better. Again, these are all signs that it's time to detach. Another sign would be simply by noticing your energy. When you're with someone, is your energy higher? Do you feel better? Or is your energy depleted? Does that person completely drain your energy? Is this person like an energy vampire? You know how vampires are like blood suckers? Is it, are they like an energy sucker? Is it like really hard to be around that person because they completely take your energy down, okay? That right there, again, telltale sign. You know how you feel around certain people. I have had to make really huge efforts to not be around certain people because of the way that they, you know, deplete my energy. And I find that if I have to be really mindful, now I I live mindfully, but I mean in a different way. I have to be really mindful of every single thing I say or do around someone, whether it's like this person is judgmental or this person is going to go ahead and repeat everything I say or this person is very argumentative and constantly takes things I say out of context, like those kind of ways. If I feel like I have to be that mindful around someone with my words, again, sign I need to detach, sign I need to remove that person from my life, remove myself from their presence and let them go. Also, another way is to really observe how you respond to this person. Are you responding or are you reacting? Are you speaking and having communication with them or do you feel defensive? Do you feel like you get overreactive or it's like super reactive or like really emotional or constantly overwhelmed? Like does this person take an emotional toll on you to the point where you feel like anytime you try to have an open conversation with them, it turns into an argument? Like trying to have that deep emotional open discussion where you could tell each other everything is now turning into World War III. Or even like I said before, like you're repeatedly bringing up an issue. It's constantly getting readdressed. You're constantly telling them over and over that something hurts you or is a concern to you. And you feel not only like it's not progressing, but they're taking your feelings and turning it into a negative thing. They're turning it into a problem or they're dismissing it or they're telling you, get over it or they're telling you it's not a big deal if they are invalidating your feelings they're making you feel bad they're making you feel needy they're making you feel annoying they're completely ignoring you or maybe they're just telling you yes they're yesing you to death just to shut you up but you know that it's not genuine you know that they don't actually mean what they say they're making promises that they can't keep just because it's going to end the conversation they clearly don't want to talk about it 
all of these things, if this sounds like something you're dealing with, these are signs that you need to detach. And trust me, I can keep going. Think about in the beginning of this dynamic. Let's use relationships. I know sometimes I throw in friendships, you know, in this conversation, but going into relationships, think about how happy you used to be around that person. They probably at a time were your favorite person to be around and you felt good in their presence, safe, secure, comfortable, and just pure joy and happiness, like I said. And now more and more, you feel less and less happy. I just said more and more, less and less. <laughs> but you know what I mean. You felt, you feel less and less happy to be around them. And instead, you feel so anxious to the point where you almost want to avoid being around them or you'd rather spend time with other people. Like maybe in the beginning, you wanted to spend every weekend with them and now you realize, now I just want to spend my time either alone or with my friends. Like I don't even want to spend time on that person or with this person because it makes me feel just so uncomfortable when at a time I used to feel so happy. And listen, I'm aware that relationships are not rainbows and butterflies. I don't think that you're always going to feel your best with your partner. Trust me, I get it. Like we go through different feelings and emotions, especially as women. We have our periods, we feel differently, we think differently. Like we go through things that may make us feel down at times. Or maybe you're just fighting with your partner one day or you're going through a rough patch. Like it happens. Couples argue, they fight. Like that's healthy and normal and it's not the end of the world to feel annoyed by them at certain points but there's a difference between feeling like am I just annoyed by this person or do I no longer feel safe in their presence and that doesn't have to mean physically safe so don't take it too literally it doesn't have to mean oh no I feel safe he would never hurt me he would never physically harm me no I don't mean that I mean emotionally safe I mean mentally safe. Like, is this a space where you feel like you can be completely vulnerable, completely yourself, and, you know, not feel judged or not feel misunderstood or misheard or taken out of context? Do you feel at all like, oh, well, I'm just happy to be in their presence? Or are you like, uh, I could avoid them today. I really don't think that that's someone I would want to spend my time with like even think about another sign that could be maybe you previously opened up to them about everything you told them everything you vented to them you shared you know deep feelings with them and you felt you could confide in them and then all of a sudden now you find that you're telling them less and less and they might they might even call that out I've had friends who over time that I like distance myself from that would tell me you don't tell me anything anymore I feel like I don't know anything about you I feel like you never tell me anything I feel like everyone else knows what's going on and I know nothing that's happening you never tell me anything and it's like yeah there's a reason for that like maybe in the past I used to and now I feel like I can't do that anymore or maybe I just don't feel comfortable or maybe I feel like you are not someone I could even trust you know is the trust broken that's another sign right there. This list of signs can keep going on and on. If you feel like the trust is broken, then you won't be able to feel that emotional safety and security with that person and confiding in that person. And another few things that come to mind 
One of which being, do you find yourself at this point constantly having to make excuses for this person or justifications for this person? Are people recognizing the behavior, seeing the behavior, calling it out, talking about it? And now, even though you know that it's true, even though you're aware of it deep down, you find yourself defending them, getting defensive over them, explaining, over-explaining, justifying, excusing, I mean... I know, I think I've talked about this in a podcast episode about friends, toxic friends, jealous friends. I forget which episode it is, but I'm just vaguely remembering having this conversation where I had a friend who I always had to basically lie to excuse her to people as being super shy. She gets really shy when the reality is she was not a shy person. Everyone who was calling her cold and unfriendly and standoffish was correct she was all of those things she was not a warm person that people would enjoy to be around people hated when I brought her around and they felt bad to tell me because I loved her so much and she was my friend and no one would ever want to talk bad about my friend to me but they made little comments here and there like oh she's really not that like welcoming or friendly and I would always say oh my god no she's so shy like I always had to write her off as being shy and I found I knew that I was doing that and I found like that I didn't enjoy or I did not like that I was constantly lying on her behalf and I would never have wanted to make her feel bad or tell her that people said that specifically but there were definitely times where I would try to encourage like oh like you know go up to her and say hi or like you know be really friendly like just be really nice like I would make little comments and I would always say like I know that you're shy and even though I knew it wasn't true it was almost like I was trying to convince myself of that and I think that is something now that I can reflect on as as a sign of this of like if you find yourself in that position where you are lying and excusing someone's behavior honestly almost like gaslighting yourself to believe it that right there should tell you like either this needs to be head-on addressed and confronted and worked on and you know progress from there or you need to let this person go and the last one that's coming to mind is what side of you does this person bring out are they starting to bring out the worst in you Are they starting to bring out things in you that you don't like about yourself? Are you starting to lose yourself and no longer be able to embody that better version of you? I can think about who I'm with when I am like the best version of me and I love that version of me because they allow me to be that. And I can think about who I'm with when I feel like almost an unhealthy version of myself comes out things that I don't want to be things that I don't want to embody things that I don't like and one perfect example would be friends that I had hung out with that really talked negatively about people gossip talking shit and even when I was mentally past that stage I felt like I had to please them and go back into that stage when I was with them I felt like if I was going to hang out with these people, that's just like what you do. You just They just talk negatively about people. They always have something to say. There's always a comment. And 
it's like that's just the type of conversation so if I'm going to be with them then that's the version of them that I kind of had to be and over the years of course I completely let myself detach from that because it's like if I'm proactively working on myself to be a stronger better version of me that's quite hypocritical isn't it to also conform to what other people want and to be a yes man and just please other people because I'm not a people pleaser so that people pleasing energy that I realized that maybe I brought out sometimes just goes to show how toxic or unhealthy like they would bring out like that side of me so I think paying attention to the version of you that you are with certain people can tell you everything you need to know even I talked about this as well quite recently this had to do with friends as well it was an episode and I think about the friend who was kind of like gaslighting me into making me think that I was too overbearing too much of a control freak like as if I was doing something wrong and she was always saying it in a nice way and I think that's the whole thing of gaslighting isn't it it's like they package it up nice and pretty in an aesthetically pleasing box with a bow on top and they're not necessarily mean or degrading and they're not rude or direct and abrasive and whatnot they're like just telling you in like a nice way or just in passing and it becomes like second nature to hear it and then you start to believe it and listen when it comes to my work Of course, I want to take control because I take pride in what I do. I am proud of everything I work on. I work my ass off on the things that I do work on. I care a lot about it. I am not neutral about anything I work on. I love the things I do. I am passionate about the things I do. I want them to be up to my standards. I want them to be done right. I want them to be done on time. I don't want to miss my own deadlines. I don't want things to slip through the cracks. Of course, I take pride in my shit because it is a representation of me. And I had a friend who I semi-partnered up with. I don't even know. It was a mess. Like I said, this is in an episode, so you could always find the tea there. But she really made all of those things that I just explained seem like a bad thing and as if I was way too controlling or was like a huge control freak and she would say things like when I would say I've gotten so much better I'm not as like controlling or I'm not like such a big control freak she would say like no you really have I'm so proud of you and that's why I say like they wrap it up in a bow and make it sound nice and sweet and pretty and pleasing because It was like an encouraging way. Like when I would take a step back, then she would say, I'm so proud of you that you're not so overbearing and controlling right now. And it made me feel like I was doing something good. But ultimately what was happening when I was taking that step back and not being quote unquote controlling was that deadlines were getting missed. Things were not getting done. Work was not up to par things that she said she was going to do she didn't do she canceled a lot she was late on a lot she was not a woman of her word she said she was going to do one thing and then did another and I excused all of those behaviors because I didn't want to be controlling and 
her thing that she said to me was like, if it's not an emergency, it doesn't have to be urgent. If it's not an emergency, it doesn't have to get done right now. So I would see it as like, okay, well, this is not an emergency. So now I guess I'll let it go. But what it turned into was then say that something was supposed to be done today and she didn't do it because quote unquote, it's not an emergency. Oh no, I'll do it tomorrow. Then what would happen tomorrow, the next day when it was supposed to be getting done because it wasn't done the day before was, oh, I had a flat tire. So now I'm spending the whole entire day in the auto body shop. Or, oh, my dog has an issue. So now I'm spending the whole entire day in the vet. And this is why I care about deadlines and things getting done when they're supposed to be done because life happens. So now the day it should have been done when you were just lazy and didn't do it, now it's not only not done that day, it's not done the next day either because now the next day you're doing something else. And then the day after you had a client thing happening all day and that was already scheduled and that was already planned so now that can't get changed that can't get canceled so now we're three days late and you see what I mean so I'm going on a whole rant or a tangent but this is like a true like story of gaslighting that I went through and quite frankly it wasn't even that long ago this was only last year so I'm not even talking about, oh, you know, in the past when I didn't know any better. No, I do know better. And I am an adult and I am smart and I'm aware and I'm mindful and I'm conscious. And that's how bad gaslighting is that I didn't even realize it was happening to me. And the more I was told, you know, you're doing so much better when you let things go. I thought I'm growing. I'm stepping into a better version of myself. No, I was just having somebody want to excuse themselves from being super unprofessional and making me feel bad for being super professional. Needless to say, when all of these things really come to fruition, if you're going through something like that, again, detach, 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 let it go. You don't want people like that in your life. You don't need relationships like that in your life. You don't need anyone who makes you feel like something or someone you're not and brings out like the wrong side of you. You only want to be around people who are uplifting and allow you to be who you are. Unapologetically, candidly, and authentically you. So what do you do? How do you start detaching? Well, first things first, you got to unromanticize those goggles. You got to stop seeing things through a rose-colored lens and put on your 2020 prescription glasses, see things in black and white, see things as they are, stop seeing things for the potential of them and start calling it like it is and seeing the reality. And make sure you remove these people from the pedestal that you're putting them on. You may love them so much. You may see the value in them. They may have been your best friend, your partner, your spouse, your roommate, a parent, a sibling, whatever. Like they may be someone that you see so, so, so highly. But because you put these expectations on them to be the version of them that you have in your head and if they're not stepping up to that they're not delivering that you need to remove those expectations and you need to remove them from a pedestal 
because they're not perfect. They're not going to live their life exactly how you want it. They're going to live their life how they want it. What pleases them. Even if it hurts you. Even if it doesn't work for you. So you got to take them off of that pedestal. Also, start speaking and responding and stop reacting. If they're presenting you negativity and harshness and toxicness or unhealthiness, don't allow yourself to get to that erratic or overwhelming, super highly emotional, defensive and reactive way. Respond, okay? Or better yet, set boundaries and don't respond at all. You don't have to respond to everything. If it doesn't work for you, you can let it go. You can, you can put that boundary there. But at the very least, if you are going to respond, really work on controlling your emotions. Keeping it together instead of getting highly reactive. Start validating and reassuring yourself. Stop needing validation from other people or reassurance from other people and start approving or denying from within yourself. Say yes when you mean yes. Say no when you mean no. Say what you mean, mean what you say and validate yourself. If you're confused, make a hard decision. Don't worry about saying or doing the wrong thing. Just decide. If you can allow yourself to prioritize your divine happiness and the personal acceptance of yourself, you're not going to be worried about or thinking about what other people think or say or their opinions. You're going to be in a much more optimistic mindset of like, No, this is what makes me happy. I'm prioritizing my happiness and I'm accepting myself. Meaning these are my standards, these are my boundaries, these are my goals, these are my desires, these are my values, this is what makes me feel good, this is what makes me feel bad, period. So I don't need validation from other people because I'm prioritizing just accepting myself, personal acceptance and my divine happiness. And remember what I said before, You may be struggling with current pain because you have to let go of something and that might hurt. So it is likely that you're going to be put in a painful current reality. But think about your happiness of the next six months, nine months, year, two years, three years, four years. Think about your future joy and realize Can this person bring me the joy that I want to have, you know, in five years time? Or will I have served myself for the greater good if I let this toxic situation go? Also, declutter everything. Make lists, okay? Make a list of what you need to let go of physically and emotionally, okay? Include everything. You're going to declutter anything you tangibly can declutter. Emails, text messages, photos, your deleted photos album, your WhatsApp, your storage, like declutter anything, drawers, your refrigerator. I'm, I am constantly cleaning out my drawers and getting rid of clothes and whatnot. Hello, you could go on Victoria Alario Closet on Instagram and you will see that I'm constantly decluttering my closet and my drawers. Like I just get rid of anything and everything cabinets, shelves, 
junk drawers, just declutter. Like anything that can be opened and decluttered, your car, yes, your car, the little like armrest in your car, the glove compartment in your car, your trunk, literally like anything and everything, just declutter anything you physically can. The attic, the basement, your closet, the storage, the garage, the games, I'm just thinking of literally anything and everything. Your receipts. Everything, okay? Declutter. But like I said, it's not only physical. It's also emotional. What else do you need to get rid of? Think deep. Think about your traumas and your wounds and your hurts. And think about the things that you're holding on to. Whether it is the need for external validation or overthinking or your anxious thoughts, your negative thoughts, the negative self-talk. That's a big one. You need to let go of your negative self-talk. What about your blockages? You need to remove your blockages. And by the way, you should be writing all of this down. Like I said, you're going to make a list of everything. So when you're not only making your list of the physical things to declutter, the phones, the texts, the emails, whatever, you're also making a list of the emotional things to get rid of as well. So make sure right up at the top you have negative self-talk or negative thoughts. You're getting rid of anything that is blocking you because as soon as you can remove these blockages, what are you doing? Like I said all the way back in the beginning, you're making space. How about your negative habits? Smoking, maybe even drinking, which I just had a conversation with my cousin about because I feel like lately I've been back on drinking a lot. Not a lot compared to the average person, but a lot for myself because I've been drinking more often when I go out to dinner and I hate it. I hate what it's done to my body. I hate how I feel. And that's something that I need to let go of and detach from because you don't need to do it. So any negative habits that you feel like you have that you don't like, you don't need to do them. Allow yourself to get rid of it. And those limiting beliefs, write that down. Think about all the limiting beliefs that you have that are currently holding you back and directly blocking your blessings. They are so harmful to you That's another thing to detach from. Our limiting beliefs should not be coming with us through the next seasons of our lives. Guys, we are in quarter four of 2023. Soon enough, it's going to be 2024. We are not bringing our limiting beliefs from this year with us into next year. So write that down on your list and make sure to actively get rid of those thoughts by honestly combating them with proof that they are wrong whatever you're telling yourself you can't do I want you to go out and do it and this way you can challenge yourself and combat those negative thoughts what are some other things you may be wanting to get rid of um I don't know maybe people pleasing and saying oh I'm just too nice I let people walk all over me because I'm just too nice I can't set boundaries because I'm a people pleaser Okay, all different things. I am just coming up with anything and everything that I have heard over the last few weeks that people are struggling with. And these are things that you need to allow yourself to emotionally and physically detach from 
to allow yourself to find the strength to detach from the bigger issues, to let go of those people and relationships that are really bringing you down. So allow yourself to get to a place of understanding your emotions, feeling your emotions, and then focusing on how you can control them and how you can regulate them. Because like I said, don't get reactive, don't get all crazy, control those emotions, regulate those emotions, but know what place you're coming from, know how you feel. Don't be afraid to feel your emotions. Don't be afraid to cry. Don't be afraid of being too sensitive. Feel what you need to feel because letting go is not easy and it's never going to get easier. It's hard when you have to detach from something or someone you love, but you can love them from a distance. You can love them and love yourself more. You can love them and want the best for them, but prioritize the best for you instead. And that is all we have for today. Thank you girls so much for listening. Until next time, girls. Hey, I'm Charlene Joint, and you may remember me from season 18 of The Bachelor, and this is my husband, Andy. Hello. Together, we host Dear Shandy, a relationship podcast where we answer all your burning relationship questions and satisfy your guilty pleasure, aka bachelor needs. Not only do we provide the best bachelor recaps in all the land. So we're told. But we even bring on your favorite couples from Bachelor Nation for live double dates. Subscribe to Dear Shandy. We guarantee belly laughs, razor sharp advice, and to never take ourselves too seriously. 